Hi, Michael here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and to listen. I can't express how much it means to me or express all that it says about you that you would take a moment out of your time to, to listen. And with that, I want to be considerate and conscious of your time. So let's get right to it. I feel like I've got a lot of ground to cover and you can always uh, pause or, or rewind, but for at least the, the initial listener, I want to make this as uh, short as possible. So I brought up in conversation, or maybe you've only heard me mention online uh, that I've been dealing with a chronic health issue and you've asked to know more. I'm glad you asked, uh, but I'll be honest that I find my health uh, a challenge to talk about because I can't put a name to it. I don't have a clear diagnosis, so I can't just tell you I have blank. I have a whole host of symptoms and I don't know what might be related or separate issues. It's complicated. Because of my limitations, I can feel like a bit of a downer and a burden already. And by sharing, I fear that I'll push people away. And if thought that, it, it does feel a bit uncomfortable and embarrassing to talk about it. I fear how people will respond. Often, rather than going into a presentation every time someone asks to keep it simple, I'll usually just say that I have a chronic pain in my right leg uh, with people I know better with whom I feel more comfortable with. I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail, but I mostly try to keep these things to myself. It feels like there's a lot to say and there are other things that I would much rather spend our time together talking about, but you want to know more and I want you to know more. So uh, by listening to this, it's my hope that you will have your questions answered. And then whenever uh, we get uh, time together, we can discuss other things, maybe like nature or the most recent movie you watched that you enjoyed. I've been dealing with this for roughly 10 years now. I'm 29. And as of this recording, and my symptoms uh, started when I was 20 or 21. Around that time, I was playing the drums. I had a double bass pedal, um, but uh, I had I've been playing that for for a few years with no problem, and then it seemed like I had been doing a lot of sitting for community college classes. I decided to replace my old desk uh, chair that I had for for years. Uh, not uh, so long after getting a new chair, I started noticing pain in my groin. Seemed like it was more centralized on the right side. Uh, earlier on, I remember I noticed some some numbness in the right leg under my thigh a few times while driving. Uh, that didn't seem to persist, though. Uh, because uh, there was pain and because uh, I was I would like feel like I had to pee more frequently, I, I thought maybe I had a, like a bladder infection. Uh, there was some burning when uh, peeing as well. I thought it all added up to something urinary, so I decided to see a urologist. Well, we started uh, meds for inflammation, antibiotics for infection, and changed my diet to eliminate foods that can cause irritation, but nothing. During or as time went on, I started getting pain burning down my right leg and in the right ankle and bottom right foot. But I've seen three urologists in total and an orthopedic doctor. I did ultrasounds uh, and MRIs and a CAT scan. I did a scope, which uh, best way I understand I could describe it is they stick a little camera up your pee hole, essentially. Um, and I've seen uh, three physical therapists, uh, one specialized in pelvic floor because that made the most sense to me. 
Um, but taking a step back just before going away to university, I started having pain in my rectum. And it, that pain would increase when I had uh, bowel movement. So I saw a uh, gastro doctor, but that doctor didn't find anything that would cause the symptoms either. Uh, this symptom only became worse after returning home from university. So when I read up on the pelvic floor and saw the specialist, I I thought that I truly thought that I was finally onto something because I experienced so much discomfort in my pelvic floor muscles in my groin. But that didn't help. And then I saw a chiropractor, uh, mostly so that I could just tell everyone that had asked uh, asked me if I'd seen one. That uh, yes, I have. Uh, it's it's kind of been amazing how many people have have suggested that I see a chiropractor, um, but that didn't help either. Again, as time went on, the pain became worse and centralized in the pelvic floor muscles. Uh, no test results showed anything physically wrong. The only thing I discovered is that my muscles are tense and that my pelvis gets out of alignment. But the TENS unit, the exercising, and the medication uh, didn't re relieve the tension. Uh, specialists uh, said that she's only seen uh, that in someone who's gone through a trauma or has had anxiety, something like that. And my primary doctor at the time asked me if I had anxiety and uh, you know needed to talk to someone. And so I was beginning to wonder if people thought that I was uh, psychosymptomatic or that somehow my mental state was causing my symptoms. I did later see a, a counselor uh, who I'm still seeing, but my uh, condition hasn't changed. And my counselor uh, doesn't have the impression that my symptoms are affected by my mental state. I'm now seeing a, a neurologist, uh, which feels like my last stop, uh, the last place I can go uh, to before I throw myself before a, a pain specialist and beg them to bring some relief. Uh, because after all this time, nothing has helped. I first saw the neurologist back in uh, January uh, with great confidence. He said that I think I know what the problem is and that you should have seen me 10 years ago. And I'm like, well, we'll see uh, that you're right when I see some results. Um, uh, he thinks I have a piriformis uh, syndrome, which is a condition in which the piriformis muscles uh, located in the buttocks uh, region uh, spasms and uh, causes uh, buttock pain. The piriformis muscle can also irritate the nearby sciatic nerve and cause pain, numbness, and tingling along the back and the leg and into the foot, uh, similar to sciatic pain. So he ordered that I have another MRI, um, this time of my pelvis, but it wasn't until uh, this past Mother's Day 2021, yes, on a Sunday, uh, go figure, that I received that testing because of my insurance. And the test results didn't show any abnormalities. The doctor still believes it's piriformis syndrome, and so he ordered the uh, some muscle-relaxing medication, uh, but I began feeling uh, worse than the week prior and uh, read that some of the, the side effects of the medication are constipation and trouble urinating, which I, I can already have some issues with, and it seemed like the medication was just compounding the problem. I tried uh, one other muscle relaxer after that, but it didn't find that that was much better. It felt like a huge blow after all, all the trouble I went through dealing with the insurance and finally getting the MRI to have gained no further insight and, and to feel worse than I normally do. I felt exhausted, both mentally and physically. The medication was also making me feel drowsy. Uh, going to the doctor and trying to follow the prescribed treatment is a, is a long and draining process. It's it's not a simple thing. And, and then to have to 
have gone through that and to see no improvements. I was I was so deflated, like someone had sucked all the air from my lungs, stolen the wind from my sails. For the sake of my uh, mental health, I decided to get off those muscle relaxers. Uh, since getting off the medication, I feel that I am back to normal, quote unquote. And overall, my mental state has improved. I've experienced many moments of joy, and I thank God for that. But I'm still on the road to finding answers for my condition and any treatment that might make it more manageable. So that's where we're at. Foreseeably, I'm in this for the long haul, and I can really use your support. Again, the first thing that folks can do to help, you're doing right now by listening uh, to my story and hearing my experience. I'm about to share some things that I'm asking you to do and not to do to support me. And I want to say that if you hear me share something that you've done that I'm now asking you not to do, please know that I'm not calling you out. Uh, there's no need to come to me and apologize and and maybe don't. <laughs> that might make me feel uncomfortable. But however, I ask that you would please forgive me for not mentioning these things sooner. Uh, but it's taken me some time to to think through what I need and I'm still figuring out. So, so thank you for your grace and understanding uh, through this process. I don't have all the answers right now. Uh, part of my ask is that you don't rush me or pressure me into knowing everything I need. Uh, what I share here is just the beginning. Uh, what I need from person to person and friend to family looks different, and I still need to flesh that out and learn to articulate what I need and even setting up appropriate boundaries as needed. Uh, with this quote in mind, when people set boundaries with you, it's their attempt to continue the relationship with you. It's not to hurt you. So now that you've heard about my struggles, I ask that you not forget to remember that I'm struggling and that I deal with this every day. I invite you to ask me if there have been any updates with my health. Uh, maybe don't ask me all the time, but at least initially, if you ask me enough, I'll know that you're someone who cares and that I can share with. And so whenever there is an update, I'll try to inform you and keep you in the loop. Uh, it's it's like I, I don't want to talk about it all the time, but I don't want to feel like people have forgotten about it either. Along with that, I fear that by sharing all these things that you'll somehow treat me differently or like I'm weak or feeble, and I don't want that. However, if I do share that there's something that I'm not comfortable with or that I don't want to do, I ask that you remember and respect that. For instance, if I tell you, uh, that I don't feel comfortable driving long distances, please be conscientious of that and don't suggest that we drive to a distant city or another state. And if you're unsure about what I'm comfortable with, uh, just, just ask me and you know try not to make me feel bad about saying no. Not only do I hate uh, saying no to you, but I hate the fact that I have to say no and that things aren't different. Most of the time, I probably won't uh, want to talk uh, about my health, but sometimes I'll be feeling really bad and I'll feel like I need to get it off my chest. And in those moments, you can really help me by just listening. And I'm giving you permission to just listen. I feel like it's natural when someone's hurting to feel like you have to help in some way to say the right things or to offer some sort of solution. But to try and fix me to solve my health issue is a lot of pressure. And I'm not putting that on you. But if you decide to take that on anyway, that could cause you anxiety. And if I, I sense that from you, I'm going to feel like I'm getting pressured from you to be cured, to be treated, to have some more insight into my health than I have. I hope that makes sense. Uh, to put it further, you've, you've heard me share all the doctors and all the specialists that I've been to. 
I have medical professionals who I'm paying to help me with this. So I don't need you to try and fill that doctor role. And I've experienced a lot of shame about my health because I've felt that there must be something that I've done wrong to cause my health problems. And even still, I feel a lot of pressure on myself. Like there must be something that I've, that I've been missing, some small detail that I've overlooked that holds the answers to my problems. I already think about this a lot. So if I'm sharing with you that I'm experiencing a lot of discomfort and you start asking me what I'm doing and if I've done this and if I've done that, it just reaffirms the narrative that I tell myself that I'm either the cause of my problems or that I'm somehow holding myself back. So please don't do this. And I've uh, mentioned my chronic health affects my mental state. And honestly, as you can understand, I struggle with depression. But what I've, I've shared about my physical health applies to my mental health as well. So just treat me like a normal human being. If I'm sharing my struggles with you, it's not me asking you for advice or asking you to make things better for me. But what you can do is show me that you're not too busy, that you're available and open to listening to what I have to say. There's, uh, there are times when I may be irritable, and that's when I need you to listen the most. Don't shut me down or be reactive when I'm angry or frustrated. The chances are I'm not angry with you, but with the situation and over things that I'm, that's going on. And last but not least, if you are a praying person, uh, you can absolutely be praying for me. I would greatly appreciate it. I feel like I've shared a lot, uh, but even so, this is not meant to be comprehensive or exhaustive. As uh, I mentioned, it's taken me some time to think through what I need, and I'm still figuring it out. I'm still learning. There's future conversations that will need to be had, uh, but I hope that uh, the conversation begins here. Thank you again for, for being a friend, for being family. Uh, your support makes all the difference and means the world to me. Know that it's mutual, and I'm not asking you to do something that I wouldn't do for you. If you ever need my support, let me know and how I can best support you. And if you ever need someone to talk uh, who will just listen, uh, I'm available.